amazing florist whisper pirate ship to your 20 mission high vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest most original items in San Francisco that's 20 mission hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 mission hive 20 mission high for awesome events and updates The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Of that. 
brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Brings you Morning Train, Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio. That is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's about 8 o'clock. It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Club House at Mutiny Radio. Yay! I can say my own name without slurring. Pamtastic's Comedy Club House here on Mutiny Radio. Tonight's 
amazing show is uh, Millennials versus Gen Xers. <laughs> I'm a Gen Xer. <laughs> it's cool. It's fine. I'm, I turn 42 very soon. I'm super Gen X. I'm like right in the middle of it. Like I love smashing pumpkins. And I still have an appreciation for the Spice Girls. You know what I mean? Like I am... I would show you guys my fly girl move, but the stage isn't big enough, so I can't pretend that I'm uh, Paul Abdul. But I'm glad that we all understand 1992 right now. Yay! The seminal points of my life. Yay! When my parents were still proud of me. (laughs) So good. Uh, Anyone else's parents not proud of them here in 2016? Oh, young guys clapping. Yeah, there's people, uh, my parents aren't proud of them. Yeah, I'm almost 42. I need to stop caring if my parents are proud of me or not. You know what I mean? I need to stop having nightmares about Bjork being my therapist, you know? And me, like, looking up at her and saying, uh, why are my parents not proud of me? And she looks down at me, and she's like, your uterus is made of clouds, and the polar bear only steps in the same river once. Don't let poets lie to you. And I'm like, no one knows who Bjork is. Yay! Just me, because I'm a millennial. Like, it's so important. Bjork is, like, seminal to my whole understanding of myself as a woman. Like, you know, all these kids, they don't know how to deal with politics, feminism. They don't understand. They're just too young. They don't understand what it was like before the glass ceiling. Like, I'm one of those kids, I read that book, you know, about lean in, and I'm like, yeah, I just need to lean in with my boobs against the glass ceiling. I see you take my titties and put them right up against the glass ceiling and be like, what? What? Oh, feels so good. Mm. I got money. I don't have any money. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh, I, I, have a, I have an MFA in poetry. And it was like, you know, the poorest decision I ever made. Only because I'll never make any money ever. <laughs> I'll never. I have an MFA in poetry. I have all these advanced degrees that will nothing will ever happen from them. I want to start writing, like, lyrics for death metal. Because they only have, like, you know, nine words in every song. And I feel like I can really rock it. Uh, my first death metal song goes something like this. It's about things people like. Puppies, kittens, unicorns, lots of porn. <laughs> everyone loves porn. Did you guys know how much everyone loves? And end rhyme. They love porn and end rhyme. So we're together. It's good. My second song deals with something called assonance, which is rhyming the embedded vowel sounds. It's, you know. So it goes like this. At dawn, with chainsaws. See, awesome sound, you guys. It's at dawn, at chainsaws. If you don't speak death metal, that's cool. It's fine. Uh, The last song that I wrote, which is going to be my big moneymaker, is called 23-Year-Old's Lament. It's super amazing. I have the worst roommate. Knock, knock, knock. 
on the door while I masturbate. Oh, mom, why do I live with my mom? That's the problem with being a millennial. You're 23. You're living with your mom. Like, I got it. It's fine. I could be your mom. Like, it's so funny. That's where I want to fuck you on the side. Do you get it? Because, like, we can have a fun game where I pretend you ask me if you're my, I'm your mom and you say yes. And I'm like, I am your mom. It's going to be fun. Uh, before we start this amazing show every Friday, we sing a little song. If you know how it goes, sing along. If you don't, you'll figure it out. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy Comedy Together we will bring our jokes up high Hi, hi, hi I love that OG Kush, you know M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! I'm super excited about it. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, for the night. Everyone from outside, they're all going to come in here and listen to the amazing comedy as well. You're going to love our theme tonight because it's over 40 versus under 30. So I'm over 40, and your next comedian is certainly under 30. My God, he just turned 21 years old. Oh, I've been in his parents' backyard. He had an amazing show once where I got to hang out in his parents' backyard. He had like 40 Jews there. It was the best ever. They were all under 21. I felt, I was like, I wanted to get a beer and they're like, we can't help you out. I was like, I know because it's not legal, right? Like, am I supposed to bring my own beer to your backyard party? Cool. I was the one who was supposed to buy it all for those guys. You are going to love the comedy of your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody. It's John Alcabez! She didn't want to say it on the radio, but Pam definitely bought us beer. She definitely. That's what ended up happening for sure, 100%. Um, cool. So this is the Millennial versus Gen X show, and I didn't write any material about being a millennial, but I did figure that the most millennial thing I could do is if I just read funny tweets off my phone, because I'll just be on my phone like an asshole, and you'll be like, yeah, that's about right. Um, so I'll do that for a bit. Um, cool, yeah. Yeah, this, this is about right. You're just staring at me while I like look at my phone. Like, yeah, yeah, one minute, one minute. Um, cool, let's get it started. Um, is everybody thanking God it's Friday? You better be because he died on the cross for your sins. Um, that's brand new. Uh, so if you want to go, it doesn't have any favorites yet. Um, do you think we get to find out the truth about 9-11 when we die? Do you think God tells us? Like, yeah, no, it was just Al-Qaeda. You're being paranoid, man. Don't worry about it. Um, let's see, let's see. Life would be a lot easier if we lived in the time when the sun was like five years away from exploding. Right? I feel like it would be a lot calmer if we knew like, yeah, yeah, five years, six years. Um, okay, I can't say I'm going to kill Donald Trump, but can I say I'm going to jizz on Netanyahu's shoes? Is that allowed? What are the boundaries? I'm testing them. I'm figuring it out as we go along. That's what your early 20s is all about, finding out what you're allowed to say, whether you can, in fact, ejaculate on Prime Minister Netanyahu's shoes. Um, let's see. 
Um, I wonder if anybody ever yelled, fuck you, Techie, at Thomas Edison. <laughs> Maybe, right? Some bitter asshole. Um, you're ruining the fucking city, man. I created light. I invented light. There was no light before me. I invented that. Um, maybe if dogs stopped eating off the ground and took better care of themselves, they could live like 85, 90 years. We don't know. They live like 14 years because they just eat like shit and treat themselves terribly. Go to the doctor once in a while, you know? Don't wait for me to take you. Um, honestly, I haven't experienced anti-Semitism middle, since middle school. That's kind of when that peaks for me as a Jew. It's in middle school. Um, Yesterday's burrito is today's burrito. Pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Sometimes I don't finish a burrito, and then I finish it the next day. Um, I used to think it was—I used to think internal bleeding was eternal bleeding, which is way more metal. Huh? Huh? Loitering is like littering, except with loitering, you are the litter. Um, that's that's pretty like fits into the millennial thing because we are we always loiter because we are garbage. Um, a little dated, but what if Bernie got what if Bernie gets elected and on his first day just bombs the shit out of Wall Street? We're all just like, dude, that's not what we meant, man. You fucked up. You fucked up, man. In theory, it's romantic, but if somebody died in your arms, it would actually be a huge hassle. <laughs> What do you do with them? What do you do? It's just a body. So, like, all right, you fucking melodramatic. What do you? They're gonna think I murdered you. You crazy fuck. Um, if I had a super bat, if I had a super pack, I'd take them everywhere I went. They would just be behind me. I'd be like, "This is my super pack. What's up?" Um, this one's pretty millennial. Is it rude to check your phone if somebody is talking at you in a language you don't understand? Um, <laughs> That, that one was inspired here on a Monday because somebody outside from one of your literary things was talking at me in like Latin or something. And I was like, dude, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, what's the best way to call a rapper out for problematic lyrics if they're in the middle of a show? <laughs> what do you do? Um, life is cool, but I thought there would be more boinking bad guys on the head with frying pans. Just seem boink. It's funny. Um, what a beautiful day. Who wants to go fracking? Anybody? Just, let's take a fracking trip. It's sunny out. It's nice. It's not the size of the waves. It's the motion of my tiny dick. Real small, guys. Real small. Um... Yeah, a lot of these are bad. There's a chunk of bad ones. I have rough weeks sometimes. Weeks where I, I have my version of writer's block is that I like can't send something out to the world and have it. That's what writing is now. We don't like, we like, whenever I write, I want to either like, like if it's not going to get a laugh within the next 24 hours, either in the form of a laugh or a fave, then what's the point? What's the fucking point of writing anything, creating anything, you know? Um... You know what they say about big pebbles? They're rocks. They, they're not all super profound, you know? Some of them are just little, like, Seinfeld-esque realizations. This one's really, like, this one's a tough one, and I stand by it as funny, but I get why I didn't get very much. Um, I did not come to bring peace, but a sixth sword I stole from my uncle's house. 
Because there's that Bible passage, I did not come to bring peace but a sword. Shouldn't have to explain it. Should move on. Um, if heaven is where people go when they die, it probably smells fucking terrible. <laughs> Dead people are stinky. Um, dead air, baby. <laughs> dead air. We're going to build a roof and the rain is going to pay for it. That was a, kind of a non sequitur, say it at a show, but just make it, just figure it out. Um, that's going to suck when Bernie's president and he has to kill children. This was when I was more hopeful, but not that hopeful because that was still, that was still what was going to happen. Um, Let's see. I'm looking for a girlfriend. Does anybody know of any girlfriends? Let me know if you have a lead on a girlfriend. Um, that one, I take the nature of dating and simplify it. Um, shrink it down real nice so that I can, can digest it. Call me Omega-3 because I got that fatty acid, some drug dealer. Call me Sisyphus, because I push hella rocks, some other drug dealer. <laughs> a lot of these, it's nice, because a lot of these I like fucked up the spelling and then it was too late, but you guys don't get to know that. You'll never know. You'll be none the wiser. Um, ooh, this one's very millennial. I find myself Googling things like, what are you supposed to eat? I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to eat. I'm getting there. If somebody has one ply toilet paper, it's because their work bought it so nobody would steal it and they stole it anyway. <laughs> That's what happened. That's what happens. Why do you think you have a fucking thumb full of shit at a dinner party? It's because he's cheap. It's because he's cheap. Or she. Hey, or she. You know, it's 2016. Um, can you imagine how terrible of a DMT trip evil billionaires must have when they die? Because everybody, everybody trips DMT when they die, right? It's this, like, so, like this, you can get it on planet Earth, too. You, it's like this, like, psychoactive drug, and it, like, takes you all these crazy places. But if you were a piece of shit during your life, like, you're not going to have a good trip. That's what hell is, I think. Um, am I drinking a Coors Light with breakfast? No. It's 326. I am drinking a Coors Light with eggs lunch. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that one, that one is pretty, pretty on the nose with that. Instead of, instead of Powerball, how about Power Hat? People put their names on a piece of paper. One name is chosen from Big Hat. Winner gets Big Hat. Um, I'll do like two or three more because I got the light. And these are so fucking tiny and digestible that I can do that. Um, God, fucking kill me. Somebody shoot me with a gun right now do it. Um, the first time I heard the, the word mongering wasn't in the context of fear or warmongering. It was my friend calling me a cockmonger. Um, that was it. That was the... Ooh, all right. I'll close on this one. When skinny girls say they're fat, it's like when people say Obama's a Muslim. No, you're not, but even if you were, that would be fine. Um, all right. That's been all for me. Thank you very much. Like a millennial reading his entire set off his iPhone. Because there are people inside his iPhone as well. 
that's where the real audience is, is inside the iPhone. You guys are, we're all, I'm 42. I don't understand the people that live in the iPhones, but some people do, and I don't get it. That's fine. Uh, John Alcabees, yay! And then yay! Your next comedian is an old man. Uh, I wouldn't ask him to program a VCR. Maybe I would. Maybe that's actually right in his wheelhouse. Like some people really understand how to program a VCR because in 1992, important things were happening. These are super, super Gen X important things, like what your next comedian's going to talk about. I'm excited, and you should be too. Clap your hands together. It's David Kelly! Hey, that's right, Mike. Which wish is my mic here? Anyone you want. Anyone I want. Am I on the air here? Absolutely. I'm one of those new young comedians you've been hearing about. <laughs> it's great performing here. I'm sure I speak for all of us when I say if I could be two places at once, I'd be at two other places. <laughs> if you think you've seen me before, you think you've seen me before, I am the before model for Planned Parenthood. <laughs> I was also the model for those naked Donald Trump statues. <laughs> Are you guys watching the campaign for president? Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for the day after the election. You know when Donald Trump takes off his mask to reveal his true identity, Al Gore. <laughs> it's true. I finally figured out what Donald Trump's message is. He believes that wetbacks are bad, but greenbacks are good. <laughs> so who's voting for Hillary, anyone? Yeah. You know, if Hillary gets elected, she might be the first president who can't travel to foreign countries because it would be a parole violation. Yeah, it's true. You know, people ask me how to find this place. I just tell them to read the smoke signals coming from the sidewalk. You know, they're all out there standing in a circle. I've seen Stonehenge in England, and now I've seen Stonerhenge in San Francisco. And now there's door-to-door -door pot delivery. Right here in California, door-to-door -door pot delivery. Here's the catch. If they take more than 30 minutes, they're right on time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Starbucks new coffee is just the thing to jolt you out of bed early on a Sunday morning. It's called leaf blower. Comes in three sizes, Paco, Grande, and Jose. More good news. Fortunately, the new gluten-free vodka gets me just as wasted as the old stuff. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Some people say I look like a stay-at-home dad. I'm actually more of a stay-at-home drunk. So any smokers here? Probably uh -huh. dumb question in this place. <laughs> I'm much more of a drinker than a smoker. But it took me a long time to get interested in craft beer. I thought they just made cheese. <laughs> and, and I'm not so sure about those electric cigarettes, except they've got to be a lot safer than electric beers. <laughs> Some bars try to impress you by having 20 beers on tap. Well, I'm not impressed. Want to impress me? Have 20 beers on trough. <laughs> I don't remember ever feeling the urge to go out and get drunk. But then again, I never asked to go out and get fat either. No, I didn't. If I ever send you a flaming heart emoji, I'm not telling you I'm dying for your love. I'm telling you I'm having a heart attack. I do try to take care of myself, a little yoga, a little weightlifting. I've had a hard time learning how to clean and jerk, mostly because it's the reverse of my usual routine. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. 
It was nice to see Randy Johnson, the big unit, get inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. I'm sure his wife, the small receptacle, was very proud. Yes, she was. I don't do drugs. I don't want to end up like my friend Boris. He had his windshield wipers mounted on the inside of his van. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but there's a new diet pill that claims if you take one in the morning, it makes you feel so good, you don't even think about eating. I've been taking that for years. It's called Vicodin. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. You guys have heard of Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah, this diet is Fifty Shades of Gravy. It's a crazy diet. I'm allowed to eat anything I want as long as I beg for it while I'm hanging from the ceiling by my testicles. So, so who here's on a diet? Anyone on a diet? My wife put me on a new diet. It's called Netflix and Chili. I'm allowed to have all the chili I want as long as I'm hanging from the ceiling by my testicles. It's true. But I'm all in favor of breastfeeding in public, especially when I don't have time to stop somewhere for lunch. <laughs> it's true, I, I, stopped, I stopped shopping at Whole Foods. I didn't like the way they were organically emptying my wallet. So quick question, when a Dutch couple goes out for dinner, who pays? I recently had dinner with a Chinese tourist. We had some of the finest food I've ever seen anyone photograph. <laughs> I really shouldn't be talking about this. But I once caught my old girlfriend cheating on me with a chef at Boston Market. Here's the weird part. They were doing it rotisserie style. <laughs> it's true. I took a trip to London last week, then a short flight to Ireland. It was such a short flight, I barely had time to get uncomfortable. But I managed. I once made love to a policewoman, a woman from the TSA. She made me put all my liquids into a plastic bag. It's true. The closest I ever got to, to fly, the closest I ever got to joining the Mile High Club was sitting between two sumo wrestlers and coach. And now China has a rover driving around the moon. And if you think I'm going to tell an Asian driver joke, you're absolutely right. My Asian neighbor gets into so many accidents, yet he's such a safe driver. He always looks twice before he crashes into a school bus. Last week at the airport, I saw a guy driving a DeLorean, the same car used in Back to the Future. I asked him to take me back to 1985. So he took away my iPhone and blew cigarette smoke in my face. <laughs> I got myself a new phone. It's called a Diva phone. It doesn't answer to anyone. <laughs> so by now, I'm sure you realize I do have a booming voice. For those of you who just passed out and suddenly woke up, good news, I'm comedian David Kelly, not a night court judge. <laughs> you guys have your phones with you? You take a selfie? Turn on the mic? Yeah, turn it off. I it. There you go. There you go. I have a booming voice, so it's okay. <laughs> Where was I? Should I go back? No. Uh, all right, Court, that's right. So, so you guys have your phones with you. Do you, t <laughs> you take selfies? <laughs> Thank you for reminding me where I was. <laughs> this, this is track that goes through my mind. You, you guys, do you guys take selfies? Sure, it's easy for you. I'm too big. I have to take two halvesies. 
Medicine changes so quickly. Once I performed at a school for nurses, after I finished giving my jokes CPR, they airlifted my entire act to safety. So who here has children? Anyone have children? Yeah. You know your school system is failing when most students think a sentence ends with a parole. Yeah, my wife and I were too busy to have children. She spends all her time gardening. Problem is she's not very good at it. Once she bought a plant in Reno just to watch it die. <laughs> we, we never adopted any children, at least none that I know about. We went to a wedding. It was a Silicon Valley wedding. The groom works for Google. He spent his whole life searching for someone to love. The bride works for Facebook. She just wanted someone to like. <laughs> Back when I was single, I once made love to a policewoman. I'm not sure it was more exciting when she pulled out the handcuffs or when she radioed for backup. That was scary. So anyone here from... Anyone here from out of town? Where are you from? Uh, the peninsula. The peninsula. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, we we live in San Jose. Hold your applause. Uh, Where else do you need a full-body condom to ride the bus? <laughs> a Detroit woman turned 116 years old recently. It's not that she lived to 116. That surprises me. Is that she might actually outlive Detroit? Do you know the number of songwriters in Nashville has declined? Soon there won't be much new music for bars and honky-tonks, and folks, there's nothing sadder than a bar full of tonkless honkies. <laughs> yeah, it's true. America's the only country I know that treats its national anthem like a pop song, and treats a pop song like a national anthem. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of Britney Spears and Taylor Swift, and the one republic for which it stands. One Direction, under Adele, <laughs> in sync, with Nickelback and Justin for all. Thank you, you've been a great audience. David Kelly, everybody. One, one Nickelback under Taylor Swift. I love all that. I don't even know who Taylor Swift is. I pretend. I'm so glad you're not a millennial. That's how I know I'm not a millennial. I don't understand what Taylor Swift means. I don't think she's a real person. She's a lizard person. She doesn't exist. Are we right? No, maybe. Taylor Swift. Uh, David Kelly exists, though. Yay! Keep it going for him. Yay! All right. We are moving along. Our next comedian, he is another one of those under 30 pariah. We're not trying to, I mean, I'm not trying to hate on either way, although I'm on the plus 40 side. But on the under 30 side, this guy's really funny. So uh, you guys are going to put your hands together and you're going to love him up so much. Put your hands together. It's Chris Ferdinand Sunson. Yay! Thank you, Pam. Thank you so much. How are we doing, everybody? How are we doing? All right. I am a millennial. I'm a millennial who smokes cigarettes, or you guys call them smoking cigarettes. I call it a retirement plan. Uh, got that shit planned out, baby. Got it planned out. Uh, I was watching Fifty Shades of Grey with my girlfriend recently, and then she fell asleep at the end, so I tied my shoes together and jerked off. <laughs> my girlfriend's pretty cool. She's got a good personality, but her personality doesn't suck my balls. Uh, she wants to, she's cool, she wants to like go everywhere with me and do everything with me, which would be cooler if she was a better wingman. Uh, <laughs> my girl, 
<laughs> my girlfriend's the biggest cock blocker in the fucking world, you guys. She really is. She won't let anything happen. I tried to treat my girlfriend like Beyonce, so when I found out Beyonce got cheated on, I realized I'm doing an awesome fucking job, you guys. I'm doing great. Fucking great. Uh, you ever in a relationship with a girl, then a girl you used to hook up with will hit you up out of blue? It feels like cable companies will call you like, hey, are, are you happy with your current cable provider? Are they providing with everything you need? I'm a, well, the connection's pretty good. I'm getting like two out of three channels. It's going pretty solid. Oh, wait, what's that? I get all three channels with your cable company? And I get to come inside all three channels? I think it's time for a new cable company, man. Let's hook that shit up. I realize it's very misogynist so far. I realize that, but that's, but that's okay. I got bad skin. I got bad skin in the face. Possibly the worst place to have it, but it's where I have it. My acne was worse when I was a teenager, but now it's way worse because I'm not a teenager. You know? <laughs> Should be over this shit, man. I'm 21 years old. I'll tell you guys what it's like to be 21 since you guys aren't, uh, except for John over there. What's up, dude? Stay strong, buddy. Uh, <laughs> being 21 is like having enough life experience to be like, you know, this isn't a good idea, this won't work out well, but not enough life experience to be like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I make, <laughs> I make questionable decisions. Yes, I do. I lived with a couple of ecstasy dealers for a while, which uh, sounds like a great idea on ecstasy. <laughs> sounds awesome. You're like, yeah, dude, you can totally live with me. Then fast forward, they get in a fight over cigarettes in the living room. They spill soda all over the floor. I'm like, who did it? They're like, I don't know who did it. I know who fucking did it, dude. All right. Sorry. Flashback. Sorry about that. Uh, my, cat, my cat's a better roommate than my ecstasy dealer roommate. My cat's awesome. I, I had to get him fixed because I couldn't teach him how to pull out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby. Someone told me that cats actually have barbs all over the penis. They have little barbs all over it, which inhibits their ability to pull out, but it's also what I call tearing that pussy up. <laughs> that is what that is. <laughs> uh, you, you ever pull out and come and hope it doesn't go that far when you don't pull out? Because <laughs> you... <laughs> if it goes past her shoulders, she's pregnant if that stays in there. I don't... I, 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 Use your x-ray vision, all right? I don't care what kind of birth control you're on. That's an Olympian. That's a fucking athlete. That's probably the next Michael Phelps. Most because I have pot in my system, you guys. Mostly. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun time to be a stoner. Really fun time. It's a lot of new music, new movies. Taco Bell is breakfast. It's an awesome, <laughs> awesome time to be a stoner. I, I can't wait for my grandson to be like, hey, Grandpa Chris, Grandpa Chris, what was it like when weed was first being legalized? I'll be like, dude, I don't remember. <laughs> It's fun, though. Fun, though. Doing a whole lot of stand-up comedy. I've decided if stand-up doesn't work out, I'm just going to move to China and tell everyone I'm Michael Sarah. <laughs> I'll just memorize Juno, do like a one-man show somewhere. Make enough money to support a wife and children who actually know me as Michael Sarah. <laughs> They'll be like, have a good show, Michael. I'm like, thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, guys. My voice got way higher than it ever does right there. Uh, I got a ticket for possession of marijuana recently. Guys, I got a $400 ticket for possession a week because I had it while I was driving. I know, very boo, very boo. <laughs> and it really sucks too because only a day afterwards I thought of the way to never, ever get caught with weed or any drug. First of all, if you don't smoke weed, you leave your house with weed. That's a pretty good way to not get caught with weed. <laughs> but if you do have to leave your house with weed, just tie a balloon to it. And then when a cop comes up to you and he's like, hey, give me your weed, be like, what weed? And then it fucking flies up in the air. You just want to make sure that you don't use a dark-colored balloon because the cops will shoot down a darker-colored balloon. 
and they will have your weed, and it's not fun anymore. You also don't want to do it inside. It doesn't really work inside. It just brings it to eye level, and it's like, oh, it's right there. <laughs> but if you do it outside, you're fine. It's going to stand there and be like, you got me, you know? And you know one day there's going to be some dude out in the rain like, God, give me one reason to not kill myself today. And that's when that weed's going to come down, you guys. It's going to hit him right in the head. It's going to be like, no way. I'm going to church on Sunday, and I'm going to be stoned. Yeah, babe. Who's been stoned in church here? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been in church uh, once in my adult life, and I was accidentally high. And uh, <laughs> it was with my girlfriend on Christmas Eve. Like, I, I smoked before, but I thought I was okay. I go to the bathroom in church. I'm like, oh, you're high. <laughs> you're very high. And you're sitting, I was afraid like the Pope was gonna open up a hole to hell next to me, like kick me into it and like shame me in front of everybody, even though the Pope wasn't there. It was still in my brain that that might happen. My favorite thing to do high in church though was to make eye contact with all the other teenagers in there and be like, one day this can be you. One day you can also be high in church accidentally. Hey, what's up kids? How are we doing? Are you guys millennials? Team millennial, baby. What's up? <laughs> What's up, you guys? You guys, uh, how old are you guys? 18. Oh, nice, nice. Fresh from the streets. I love it. I love it. That's cool. When I was 18, I, um, oh, hi. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, I don't remember what I did when I was 18. Smoking weed for a lot of years, kids. Don't do it. Stay off the grass, as your dad would say. It's weird when a kid has a dad who like lets them smoke weed. It's not it's not weird, but it's like if if they do it at the house like with like with the dad, then it becomes weird. And then it's like, oh, you should maybe have to go to a different room, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Been in both situations, and one is weirder. Uh, I'm still I'm still young, so it's hard to, it's hard to date while you're young because what you want to do you're still you want to go out there, you want to spread your seed, you want to do everything, you want to fuck everything basically, and then you meet certain people and you fall in love and you're like oh this person's the one you fall under that spell you're like this one's the one I will stay with you forever baby I fucking love you next day I still want to fuck everything okay it doesn't change the reality of the situation <laughs> that's why it's hard you ever break up with two girls in a night end up with a girlfriend at the end nope that's just me all right uh, very fun. <laughs> Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Tony's been there. I know he's been there. Shit. Um, I, do, I go out of my way to do things to my girlfriend, so my friends will be like, dude, you're pussy whipped, man. You're pussy whipped. I'm like, I've always been pussy whipped. Do you know how much better it is to be pussy whipped with a girlfriend? It's a thousand times better to do stuff for a girlfriend than just do stuff and not get laid at the end. <laughs> a thousand times better than that. I was smoking weed with my girlfriend one time before watching Finding Nemo 3D, and my girlfriend was like, okay, I'm good. I'm done. I was like, I don't think I could be. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Oh shit! No, no. Oh, 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 Baleska? Baleska? I've never. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, do you want to hear the rest of the joke? No. Okay. Millennials for breakfast. Ooh, she could. I wouldn't let her eat me for breakfast. Do you eat them for breakfast? That's just lunch, baby. Uh, no. Okay. What if I'm like salty? What'd you say? I what'd you say? I ain't a bitch. I ain't bitchy enough. That's like the biggest compliment I've got all day. Honestly, that's pretty nice. I'm glad I'm not bitchy enough for you. That's cool. I'm, not, I'm better than that. All right. Uh, I work for a tree service during the day. I climb trees and deal with the brush on the ground. It's a very physical job. It's a pretty dangerous job. I get hurt a lot on the job, but my dad's my boss, so most of the pain's on the inside. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Some people get jealous. They're like, dude, you only have a cool job because your dad's the boss because your dad owns a company. I'm like, no, my dad would have fired me a very long time ago. I have a cool job because of my mom. <laughs> <laughs> If you let your boss bang your mom, you can say whatever the fuck you want at work and get away with it. You are allowed to talk back if mom blows the boss at the end of the night, all right? It's just what it's allowed to happen. Oh, the worst part about my parents' divorce is that they didn't get one. Uh, yeah, baby, yeah. They did, they did get a bunk bed, though. They got a bunk bed and act like it's a normal thing. They're like, <laughs> yeah, we're just happier in a bunk bed. I'm like, what was the problem before? You guys on the same lateral level at night? I don't know. I'm like, I don't get it. I was, that's called staying together for the kids, is what that's called. I was always afraid I'd see that like carved in my dad's bottom bunk where he sleeps. <laughs> Just like a tally of how many more days till my younger brothers turn 18, he can get the fuck out of there. You guys know how hard it is to sleep when you know your mom's on top? Not easy, dude. <laughs> At least you hope mom's on the top. You hope they're not on the same bunk. I mean, you don't, you, you don't want to imagine your parents fucking, but you also don't want them not to fuck. You know what I mean? Like, isn't that weird? We'll move on. All right. Uh, <laughs> I saw a young homeless guy recently. I saw a millennial homeless guy. Kids, listen to this. Don't become homeless. I saw a millennial homeless guy recently. A sign said, first time being homeless. I'm like, dude, that's the attitude that got you homeless. <laughs> if you ever saw me homeless, you'd see me with a fucking guitar and a jar and a sign that says, last time being homeless. That's how you get the money, man. Optimism. Who's going to give this kid money to fund his life of ongoing homelessness? You know? <laughs> like, oh, here's a dollar and your second time you're going to write like second time and think that that matters? No, it won't matter. You'll never matter, dude. I miss him. <laughs> I miss the homeless dude. Uh, I think there's too many people in the world. I'm not going to start like killing people or anything, but I am going to stop covering my coughs and sneezes. <laughs> that scares the older people in here. Thank you very much, everybody. My name's Chris. Chris Ferdinand Sunson. Chris Ferdinand Sunson. Ferdinand Sun. Like it's it's, it's a weird thing. This is like. Your name's Chris, you'd be like, Chris's son, but it's a Ferdinand's son. Ferdinand's son. I don't understand how words work, but he was hilarious. Put your hands together for Chris Ferdinand's son. Yeah. He was a millennial. Your next comedian is super crusty. I mean, he is the nastiest Nazi that we could, you know, think of. He lives, he used to live on an island of radiation. He's already radiated his balls. He's chopped them off from the universe. Don't worry about any of that. But he's, that's right. You know what? That's because what millennials do is they say, we're not going to have kids. These young millennials, oh, we need to propagate our fucking skeet, 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 motherfucker. No, but when you're over 40, you say nay. You say, I'm chopping this shit out when you make a hammock. He has a joke about it. I'm sorry. I tried to do your joke, but I don't even know what I'm talking about. You're going to love him. He's one of the most amazing people I know. Listen to his amazing podcast called Radiation Island on trunkpizza.com. Right now, he's here for you. It's Chris Knetzer! Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, Give it up for Pam. Give it up, you fucking millennials. Unmotivated, you don't have any respect for each other. You don't talk to each other. You always look at your fucking phone. You're making me look so bad right now, Pam. 
killing me. Alcabaz, he already left, didn't he? Piece of shit. Didn't even say. <laughs> Seriously, what a dumb, unfunny piece of shit. <laughs> John Alcabaz is. Uh, looking at his phone, a whole set. I was distracted. I couldn't even hear his jokes because he's looking at his phone. Fucking dumb fuck. And um, then he's over there during uh, this guy's set. Crit- fucking A, man. Applaud for that son of a bitch. Yeah. He's... He's, he made me rethink the whole concept of the goddamn show while I'm sitting there waiting to do my set because you were so fucking funny. That was great. Great jokes, man. You're probably dumber than shit, but you're, but, but you're a good writer, so that's great. <laughs> I, uh, I'm peeved about the... Um, and just, I know you're hanging on, you're like, just, I, I need the show to be over so I can look it up later what the joke is the, that Pam ruined. It's, uh, <laughs> I, and also, everything's intact. You know, I have both balls um, and, and a penis. I, it was just a vasectomy. It's, they go in, they just make a very tiny cut. <laughs> uh, so she was dealing metaphors there. But the joke was that my branch of the family tree ends in a hammock. Because fuck children, right? Everyone, right? Even the people that have them, right? Fuck kids. Yeah. And then you know what they turn in? The latest batch of kids that they all had turned into this millennial bullshit. Unbelievable. Uh, Yeah, I'm just, I don't even have material or punchlines. I just, I've been riled up because I got put on this show and I, I, I can't stand you young people. I really... I can't. You're taking up so much fucking space, and you don't look anybody in the eye. Uh, I'm serious. I came, uh, I came over on the BART, and all the BART is is just a bunch of fucking barely out of their teens, dumb fucks on their dumb fucking phones. Nobody looks at each other. Nobody's talking. I can barely keep an erection. You know? It's not like the old days. Not like the old days, you look right into people's eyes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now I gotta ride the BART with my cock out and it's all limp, it's all flaccid because I can't stay hard because nobody's looking at me, <laughs> you know? And I got my moist eye hole rubbing on the fucking seat, uh, which is horrible, those new vinyl covers or whatever the fuck that is, right? Yeah, remember the old cloth, right? I'm a texture guy. <laughs> I just, uh, I, miss the, I miss the cloth seats. I miss, you know what I miss is being rock hard. Why don't you get off your fucking phones? Why don't you get off your fucking phones and talk to your neighbor? You know, he's trying to work something out. Um, yeah, so I was, on the, I was on the bus actually two nights ago whenever Diggable Planets played at the Fillmore. And uh, I'm on the 38 and it swings by picking up all these dill holes after the show. And by the way, they don't even fucking know who the Diggable Planets are. Over 40, you know who the Diggable Planets are. Yeah, you're goddamn right. Millennials? You're not a millennial. Dreamer. You're way, way closer to death than that. How old are you? Does that count? Really? That's when I graduated high school, you stupid fucks. Um, so, you, yeah, you just grew up with horse shit. You grew up with 9-11. It's like one of the biggest lies ever perpetrated. Um, right? You grew up with the Internet. I see babies with their own iPads at restaurants now. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Unless you're a parent, because that's great. Just teach it not to ever fucking look at you. <laughs> just... 
Is your, is your battery low, honey? We'll charge it for you. Sit over there in the corner. Um, so I wrote Alcabez. I already talked about him. Dumb fuck. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this gets on my nerves. Uh, I will say, I do know this. I'll say this about millennials. They have tighter pussies uh, than, uh, than people my age. No, I just an observation, and my friends are on me about it. They're like, dude, you know, a uh, friend texted me the other day, and he was like, what the fuck? I guess it's been a couple months. But he was like, what the fuck are you doing? You're dating these 18- and 19-year-old girls. And I was like, I, you know, I don't know uh, how to respond to that, but what are you up to? And he's like, I'm waiting in line for the new iPhone. I'm like, fuck you, man. You're in line for the newer version? Me too. <laughs> me too. It's fucking idiot millennials. Did I write anything else? That one didn't go very well. No, that was that one. That's everything on my hand. Um, <laughs> everything on my hand. I just go back to speaking from my heart. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? What are you going to do? All you've done your whole life is build a make-believe language online, like coding and all that shit. So you've built this imaginary world, and then you sell it to each other in imaginary markets. You're even coming up with imaginary money, like bitcoins. You dumb fucks. You fucking goddamn idiot millennials. You're fucking everything up. You're pushing us into the singularity. Throw your phone away, man. I'm serious. When young people, name the last book in your hand you read. Anyone, call it out. Two fucking books. <laughs> you cocksuckers. Books, man. You can hold them. You can smell them. No, oh, my God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. And the worst part about it is you are stunningly attractive, you dumb fuck. Oh, my God. That's what the fucking millennials are about. They just walk around shining and glinting and everything's perfect. You want something delivered to you? They got Uber food now. You just don't even, you don't have to get an Uber, go to the restaurant, because the Uber goes to the restaurant without you, has a good time, comes back, tells you how it was, and gives you the leftovers. It's great. And it costs like eight bucks. People doing it the old way in a taxi and paying for dinner, they're spending $120. You spend eight bucks, you're still full. It's half of a cheesecake. It's enough. <laughs> Fucking nothing, nothing is real anymore. You made up this computer world. It's like Tolkien, you know? It's like Middle Earth. He, <laughs> he made up a fucking language, and it's super cool. And, like, the books are super cool, and the Internet's super cool, but it's not real. It's not real. What's real is what's happening on the street. People are still having children. Ice cream still tastes good. That's real. Anybody ever read Candide? Tend your garden? No, nobody's ever heard of Candide because he's not fucking trending this week. You fucking cocksuckers with your hashtags. And you're fucking, I took a taxi over here and I said, hey, let me tell you something. I'm going on this show and uh, I'm talking about millennials. And he's like, oh, brother. And I was like, I know, right? Tell me about it. What's your experience? He's like, I have an 11 year old and a 14 year old. And we don't let them use the phones inside the house. And they're both threatening to leave. They think it's true. This is an actual taxi driver. By the way, hates Uber and Lyft. Really hates Uber and Lyft. Um, 
Yeah, and so they're threatening to leave the home at age 14, and they're probably ready. They're probably ready in today's society to leave home at 14. They're equipped with way more technological know-how than I have. Maybe this is bitterness. Maybe the Grim Reaper has his fucking cold hand on the back of my neck, slowly massaging my spine, and that's why I'm so bitter. But Jesus Christ, do something. Anybody paint paintings anymore? The fuck are we going to do with fucking museums? We're not going to let homeless people live in them. Fuck them. That's one thing we agree about. Old people, young people, fuck the homeless. Uh, we're not doing anything. We got mobile porta potties on Polk Street where I work, doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. Nobody's paying tax dollars for it. They brought mobile porta potties so homeless people could take a shit, and nobody wants them. Get it the fuck. You can park there for 30 minutes. Get the fuck away from my apartment. Nobody wants to help them out. Granted, they're doing heroin and fucking in there, but you know. We all need somewhere to do heroin and fuck. <laughs> take, take a shit. Yeah, maybe at the same time. Maybe at the same time. Uh, millennials, uh, I, you know, nothing is taboo for you anymore. Uh, when I grew up, you had vaginal intercourse with a lady. Uh, if you were, you know, very worldly, you would do some homosexual stuff. That was, that was looked on differently in different areas of the country, but you know, it happened. And, uh, but now, you know, anything goes for anybody. You know, anal, you just grew up with anal. That's not real, that's because of the internet. <laughs> Before the internet, they had uh, adult bookstores. Again, the smell of books. And you would, go, you would go in and they had like thousands of magazines and 800 of them were about white chicks with huge tits. And then there was like 100 about black chicks with huge tits. And then there were like 70 really oddly assorted, you know, here and there. And then there was like three magazines for anal fetishists. And you'd see somebody grabbing one and not like the gay magazines. That's a different section and there's anal everywhere and that's great. But in the straight section, there was like those three magazines, and you'd see some guy picking it up, you know, like in 1986, and you're like, Jesus Christ, I'm eating a fucking Reagan sandwich, two pieces of bread slapped together, fucking Reagan. And then you see this guy, and you're like, look at this guy, fucking butt magazine. He loves buttholes. <laughs> like, it was a thing. Now the internet, everybody, like, women are expected to give up anal. He, it was a good joke, but he's upset because he's not getting anal. <laughs> this fucking entitled stupid fuck. It's like I had to break up with my girlfriend because she wouldn't let me ram it into her pooper. <laughs> Selfish cunt. <laughs> but they could, you know, they're not going to talk about their relationship. You know, well, why didn't you talk it out? Well, she follows me on Instagram. She had to know something was wrong. Ain't fucking <laughs> dumb fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even fully understand that joke, and you guys liked it. I don't know what the fuck is going on in our economy or our society. I just know that I don't fit in, and I'm only really, truly interested by other people that don't fit in. So if you're all taking an Uber away from here and updating your Twitter and on Instagram and all that, fuck you. <laughs> Unless you're I'm my age, then you could maybe help me with my Instagram account, because I cannot figure it out. Thank you very much. I'm Chris Kanatsu. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Kinezer, he was amazing. Also, he had, I think he has coffee in his hand, which is weird. <laughs> he clearly doesn't want to fuck the girls he was talking about in his set. Uh, wow, Chris Kinezer, everybody clapping wildly. Good times! Oh! 
We are moving on. Your next comedian is another over than 40 guy. He has children. I'm friends with one of his children. Like, I would be like, I would want to hang out with her all the time, but I'm not allowed to, I guess, here's the thing. If you're if you're a 41 year old woman and you really enjoy a friend's, now I think she's 22. 20. If you enjoy your friend's 20 year old friend and you've been smoking her out for this amount of time, you're like, oh, she's still not 21 yet. That makes me an asshole. But your next comedian, he's an amazing human being and he has five beautiful children. He is definitely over 40. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together. It's Paul Brumbo! Oh, millennials, how are you fuckers doing right now? Jesus Christ. No, I'm telling you, what do you mean I'm definitely over 40? I didn't like it yet. He's definitely over 40 because I have five beautiful kids. I guess if you do the math and stuff. But everything's fucked up with you millennials. Let's, let's start at the top of the list. Music. Music. Uh, music actually has to have instruments. Okay? Some sort of rhythm and talent. Talent, please. Uh, I, 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 just, I, I got this stupid song stuck in my head on the radio. Um, uh, hold on. Hold me. Because I'm a little unsteady. For five minutes. <laughs> He sings that for five minutes. What the hell is that? Uh, but it's on, what is it, iHeartRadio at least every 12.5 minutes. Don't worry, you guys are a millionaire by now. And, and it's fucked up because I'm watching shit like Jimmy Kimmel and stuff, and I see bands on, and, and they do it like a pan with the camera, and all of a sudden they get to a guy with an iPhone that's playing his fucking iPhone. Really? I have to tell my kids to drop out of school, get the right phone, get the right app, get the right service, and they can be on Jimmy Kimmel too? Everything's fucked up with millennials. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it was a Chris. Chris was talking about a lot of the same shit I'm talking about. You guys don't look anybody in the eye. I'm glad that I'm looking people in the eye right now, but usually down the street, that's all you see. If they're cranking their head down, if they're more than 20 degrees down, they're putting like 70 foot pounds on their neck and their shoulder. So let me talk to you. You guys have ever seen the uh, evolutionary chart of man? It starts off with Cro-Magnon man. It goes all the way up to upright. Within three generations, you guys are going to be dragging your knuckles and texting all the time. Tweet that fucking shit right now. I'm telling you now. Fuck. And everything. Food. Food. I remember cream and fucking sugar. What are you guys doing with my food? Synthetic everything. I, I, don't, I like synthetic drugs. Don't get me wrong. But synthetic food. No. Don't fuck with my cream and sugar. If I have to cut down, I understand. Just a little bit less. You know, they're on red dye number nine. Red dye number nine. Do you know what happened to everybody that had red dye number eight and below? They're no fucking longer with us. Jesus. And my doctor, he's the biggest fucking drug dealer. He's a millennial. He comes up to me. He should be wearing, instead of white smock, he should be wearing like a NASCAR leather suit. Says Viagra one, one way and Latuda down the other way. So at least when he's prescribing shit to me, I know where his fucking money's at, where his heart's at, what the fuck he's doing to me. So that's how we get our drugs. That's millennials. You know, there's a couple things. Even, even nowadays, sex. You guys can't even do that right. He was just talking about sex. I didn't even know that the term ATM. Oh, oh, yeah, we got oh over here. 
That is a thing. Ass to mouth. Oh. Oh. Oh no! I'll go back to the 70s and, and deal with Bush, and I don't mean I don't mean the president. You know what I mean? Fuck that! Jeez! No, there's some scary things, man. It's desensitization. Oh no! Pam will never be the same again. You thought it was automatic teller machine? Fuck no, baby! No ATM. Uh, that does. I can't do it. It won't get me going. It, it doesn't. It's not even looks good on paper, folks. It doesn't even look good on paper. What else with you guys? Everything from music to food. What else? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And you guys got this thing in your pocket. It's this phone. It gives you the answer to everything. We had fucking Google too when I was growing up in the 70s. We called it a fucking library, right? We had to hang out with some dude named Dewey and his decimal system and go to the card file and go look at this. Now you gotta deal with Surrey. I don't need another woman telling me what to do. Especially a young woman telling me what to do. I'd rather go to Safari. Or on Safari. What's a safari? No, but uh, no, and, and I, I don't care. But these things are these things are like killing us in every which way. Uh, sexting. Sexting. Girls, if you want to get my juices flowing, I, I, at this point in time, sex has really replaced, you know, uh, I mean, food has replaced sex for me. It really has. If, if you want to get me hot and bothered, get my juices flowing, don't send me a picture of your, <laughs> don't need it. Send me a picture of, let's say, your pie, <laughs> your taco, <laughs> something. <sighs> but anyway, what else with you millennials? Everything's fucked up. Uh, you walk down the hallways, uh, or even drive down the middle of the street when I'm trying to park out here. You guys are driving down the middle of the street. You know, there's actually two sides. Uh, when I'm walking down a hallway, always down the middle with your, your head and your phone. Um, does anybody actually talk to anybody anymore? It's horrible. Um, I, I can't believe... I can't believe. I just can't believe. I can't believe this shit. I can't believe drawing a blank. Really? No, it's old because you know what? There's certain things that are okay with being younger. Uh, he was just talking about it. At least my pecker used to work when, when I woke up, right? Now I got to actually use Viagra so I don't roll out of bed. Um, at 40 years old, everything started going bad with my body. Uh, first, it was reader glasses. You can't see. Um, everything's, I got, a, I got a knee brace right now. I tore my meningus. Don't ask. Um, literally just stepping. So there is there's certain things about my youth I miss. Uh, one thing is not uh, dating. I'm afraid to take one of you guys back in a time machine and show you how you actually pick up a real girl. Uh, you know, uh, I'm afraid if I took you into some like some dance or some club or something like that, you would try to swipe her face to the right. <laughs> Jeez, what do we do with you guys? I have no idea. I'm disgusted. So uh, I figure, you know what I'll do? Is I'll pretend to be young. See, I dress like I'm 20 or 30 years old. I'm trying to get what I attract, right? I try to look what I attract for. Let me try that again. I'm trying to look for, no, I'm not gonna say it right. Wow, I wish I had drugs. <laughs> no, and I, and I tell you, even like pot right now, pot, it used to be really good stuff. It used to be the outdoor stuff would get you high for hours. Now the stuff you guys is 31 flavors. I love it, but it's all indoor and it gets you high for about five minutes. 
I have to do concentrates. Anybody know what fucking concentrates are? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Edible. A little dabble do you, Ryan? A little dabble do, a little edible, something like that. Fucking concentrates. I love concentrates. The only problem with concentrates? Concentrating. Unless the sheriff's in your rear view mirror, then it's like, fuck, concentrate, concentrate, concentrate. You guys have pot delivery service. I had pot delivery service too. He didn't charge a tax. He didn't, he didn't take more than 30 minutes and, and he would front. That was the good stuff. <sighs> Let me see what else. Yeah, I didn't have to do it on school grounds either. Don't worry about it, guys. I didn't do that kind of stuff. Uh, but no, I, you know, it, it's scary because even my, it, it, there's a self-entitlement. Everybody at this age has a, 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 like this self-entitlement. My, my younger son told me earlier, he goes, fucking you're dead to me. You're dead to me, dad. I'm like, really? I'm like, dead men don't sign student loans, do they? <laughs> They don't pick you up from the Michigan in, in like four o'clock in the morning, do they? No. And they definitely shouldn't get phone calls like this in the middle of the night. You have a collect phone call from Dad, bail me out. An inmate in the Santa Clara County Correctional Facility. All right, guys. I don't know what else I can do for you. It takes me about a half tank of gas to get here. Uh, it's about a quarter tank to get to and from the city. About another quarter tank finding a parking spot in this neighborhood. Um, it's okay. I just pulled my car up and it was nice. Finally, somebody goes valet service and I gave him the keys. So everything's cool, right? <laughs> so, oh, best get not. All right. Well, I am your Uber driver. My name is Paul Brumbaugh. And, uh, you can check me out on another station at another time. Thank you very much for your time. Let's get you back to your host, Pam Benjamin, everybody. We have no problems with FCC Free. We love SCC Free. We know that there are many different comedians that have many different shows, and they love their podcasts. And FCC Free is a place where they do that. Another place they do that is MutyRadio.fm. And that's fine. And then we get a crossover sometime, and I'm like, oh, it's so good. I Sometimes I, I feel like I want to take small children and I want to dress them up like JonBenet Ramsey. Don't we want to have like 12 children? Don't we want like tiny children and we want to dress them all up at once and like make them like dance? I love, I want to be the choreographer. I want to be the one that's like, slide, step, slide, step, pot of array, and kick. I really, I really want some tiny little JonBenet Ramses. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who wouldn't want that? I want, I want tiny children forever. No, that's weird. I don't mean it in a sexual way. I touch baby. No, no, but it's weird because I touch baby dicks for money. Because like I touch. No, no, it's fine. I'm a nanny and I touch baby dicks for money because white women are just too lazy to clean out their own children's smegma. Do you know what I'm saying? So I get an 18-month-old and his cute little penis and we just play with it together. And he figures out how it's... You know, he figures it out in water. I'm a helpful anyway. If I'm gonna, I'm gonna get arrested at some point from this. <laughs> Jonathan, will you tell me who's up next? Just give me the list. 
we we it all got confusing because of the under 30 people and the over th- th- over 40 people oh yes he's the cutest he's so darling like you guys like when i used to pretend that i wanted to have kids you know and i was like i could birth a baby like 20 years ago or whatever i was like oh i wish i had a smart one that would go to like you know stanford or whatever and he would be so smart and he would say things and then someday he might do comedy <laughs> you guys your next comedian he's a smart motherfucker and uh and could be my aborted child that uh from when i was hey 1992 was a weird year you guys put your hands together it's connor doherty I don't know how chords work. I'm a millennial. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wait, Paul, I have an insult on you. Sorry. Oh, yeah, uh, I don't really know you, so this is out of line, but uh, <laughs> you're like, I dress like a 20 or 30 year old. Yeah, uh, someone who was 20 or 30 in 1990. Ooh. <laughs> ah, ooh. You can go if you want. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And he's gone. Okay, now we can talk. Sh- <laughs> no. Talk more shit. No, I don't have any more shit. Yeah, your kid that went to Stanford and studied math and now is a degenerate. That's okay. I presented original math research once and got a lot of laughs, so I went into comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Uh, yeah, let's see. All right, well, I, I'm a young person. I guess, I don't know. I'm older than the other young people. They're so young, like 21, and they both fucking left. Classic. Um, yeah, I'm 25. I mean, I was still born in the 90s, so I guess it counts. 91. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do some stuff that's not about being young because I don't give a fuck. But, uh, so some people say that their body is a temple that's, you know, pristine and sacred. My body is more like the site of a cult mass suicide. <laughs> it's, uh, low maintenance and full of Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of living in San Francisco, oh yeah, you got, like... I don't know. I guess I fit this. I live in San Francisco. I do programming contract. (laughs) I work from home. It's like the most 21st century shit ever. I don't know. Fucking living in the city sucks, though. It's like, it's, uh, you know, whenever I actually do find parking, I always feel like it's actually an illegal parking space. I get this, you know, I pull in and I'm like, this can't, this isn't real. Like, I actually found parking. Uh, so I get this, like, this Catholic guilt version of parking. You know, I pull into the spot, and I get the Catholic guilt, and then I'm like, then I start masturbating, and I get regular Catholic guilt. <laughs> uh, do you guys know that, that masturbation is a mortal sin? You did know that? If you masturbate and then die, not for, it doesn't have to be from the masturbation, just if you masturbate... And then die, 
Is this like a Catholic crew over here? What's going on? You're just, are you identifying with the parking or the masturbation? A great life goal to masturbate in a car? I feel like you could accomplish that right now. <laughs> Doctor masturbating? Die from masturbating. It would be impressive. You would be, you would be having a better time than I do when I masturbate, but... Yeah, <laughs> but I just, so you have to, con the point is you have to confess. It's a mortal sin. If you die without confessing about masturbation, you go to hell. But I just feel like the Catholic priests are just these perverts that just want you to tell you, them about all your sex stuff. Like, oh, you were, you were touching yourself? What were you thinking about? <laughs> you dirty boy, what were you thinking about? I don't know. Uh, oh, old people. Do you guys know how Twitter works? No. No? What about the other, like, are you guys over 40? Sorry, no, I'm not supposed to, like, ask people's age, but, like, I don't care. I don't <laughs> we're, we're You're the in-betweens? Not, not over 40. Do you guys know how Twitter works? Uh, no, I don't. Do you? S you tweeted once? <laughs> nice. You're going to run out of the babysitter? Okay. Not, I don't, eh, not totally relevant, but thanks for sharing that information. What? That was like hundreds of years ago. <laughs> I played Oregon Trail. I played Oregon Trail. There are the Oregon Trail people. Okay, we'll move on because this is not registering. <laughs> I stand by the claim that I also played Oregon Trail and was born in the 90s, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but uh, you tweeted once. Do you, uh, do you have like a bunch of porn bots talking to you? No? Fucking prude. <laughs> you, all right, youngins, do you, are you on Twitter? Lame. Do you have porn bots tweeting at you? Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. They're like, ooh, do you like my boobs? Click this sketchy link. <laughs> it's like, come on, porn bot, I'm an ass man. Get your shit together. But like this, I think, is just evidence in itself for why Twitter is great. It's the only platform I know of where you can talk to a porn bot and an ISIS recruiter simultaneously. <laughs> But I don't understand the logic of the porn bots because it's not like it's so transparent what's going on. And I just don't understand who is like clicking on those links, right? Like Twitter is so much harder than porn. <laughs> like even if you don't know how porn works, you just Google porn. <laughs> Sun Tzu has a comment. All right, shh. Oh, I don't know. Maybe the ISIS recruiters fall for it. They're probably like, they're not getting any. Yeah, let's see. What other millennial shit do I do? I recently got on back on Tinder. It's my third attempt. 
shut it down the other two times. There's this funny phenomenon that happens on Tinder. It happens mostly with white women. It can happen with other races as well, but, like, I'll go in and, like, look through all the pictures and just, like, scroll all the way through, and it's like, you might be hot, and I have no idea what you look like. (laughs) It's like a bunch of white ladies and, like, in every single picture, and I just, I can't tell which one you are, if I'm being completely honest. I, I did go on a date a while ago with someone that I met on the internet, and so I, I was going on a second date, didn't fuck it up on the first one, and I was supposed to pick her up in my car, my car's just covered in bird shit. So I, I clean it off, go pick her up, go on this date, it goes okay, whatever. I text her the next day, and she's like, I don't want to go out anymore. I'm like, fuck, what a waste of time. Like, I should have just moved into a cave. But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? Actually, I got out of the house. I socialized. I cleaned the feces off of my worldly possession. Better off than I was a couple days ago. Yeah, young people stuff. Oh, there he is. They're both back. Come crawling back. It's, I don't, like, this is having the exact opposite effect on me, Pam. Like, I know I'm supposed to be representing the young people, but it just makes me feel old because they're four years younger than I am. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I'm being an asshole? Cool. Uh, Yeah. Do you guys think I'm in a gang? No, that was a fast answer. What are the other responses from the room? Does anyone else think I'm in a gang? A motor, a motorcycle. The it's the word the word bicycle motors those are the only things I know of with handlebars and wheels so you're gonna a big wheel Segway you th- a Segway gang I don't think that's a thing. All right, this is cool. The room is very involved in this set. <laughs> ever, ever, I've made a couple jokes. Everyone else is making far more than I am. <laughs> I'm not in a gang. You were correct. If I wasn't a gang, my gang colors would be earth tones. Dirt in, grass out. Yeah, we'll take it. Uh, okay, I should shit on old people again. They're fucking up. They're ruining the world, man. First of all, I'd just like to apologize for knowing how to use the internet. I'm sorry. But moving on from that, uh, you, do you guys hear about uh, old people fucking up the world? Rudy Giuliani said that there were no terrorist attacks before Barack Obama took office. Did you guys hear about this? This is not the joke yet. This is just true. But like his whole thing was being the mayor during 9-11. <laughs> 
which was before Obama took office. So if we're to take him at his word, I think that Rudy Giuliani is a 9-11 truther. <laughs> Hello, I am Rudy Giuliani, America's mayor, and I'm here to tell you that jet fuel cannot melt steel beams. <laughs> cool, I got a joke in there at the end. <laughs> and I'm done. Clap for the old people. You guys have no idea what joy is about to be dispelled upon you. Do you understand? Do you understand what joy is? Does anyone understand what joy is? You guys are leaving joy right now. Do you understand that it, the joy, it is a thing, it, can, it is here as a, it is a, it is a tiny knot inside. They left it. The tiny, fine. Fuck those people. We're going to have the most amazing time because your next comedian, he is... <sighs> Inspira the inspiration would be a stupid thing to say. There are no words. That, like I'm like, oh, I could do words forever and be like trying to be smarty pants about how awesome you are, but it won't work. So what I just have to say... So you guys are in for a motherfucking treat. Here we go. You guys ready? Yeah! You, you fucking clap your hands together! <laughs> fucking clap your hands together right now! Tony Sparks! Yeah. Tony Sparks! Thank you for being so kind to me. Did I cut this off? Oh, is it, is it still on? Okay, I just want to make sure. Hey, uh, I'm older than all of you guys, so I don't know what the fuck is going on, period. All right? I don't understand shit any of you guys said. Uh... It's so sad. It's so sad. And thank you, Pam. It, it's, 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 uh, it's heart-wrenching to see you just fall into the abyss of alcohol as this show <laughs> has gone on. You... <laughs> I'm just waiting for the pee stain to show up. That is so sad, baby. Yet you do, yet you did. But I love the concept here. Uh, my thing is, is that it doesn't matter whether you're a millennial or you're an old fuck. Uh, all of you guys are gonna quit and die. Uh, <laughs> So it doesn't matter. All, all you guys in this room tonight, come on. Comedy Central, hell no. All right. That is beautiful. I like this. You guys look like you're in the Lens Crafters gang. Uh, you guys, well, I remember I had a metabolism once. That is so beautiful. You guys are so skinny. I bet you guys both ate a whole pizza today. That is so amazing. Thank you so much. Wow. That is beautiful. one thing I like about uh, about uh, 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 younger people is that all of them act as if they have privilege, <laughs> which is a, a fucking lie. Uh, and you'll find out as you get older. Uh, I will say this, uh, uh, young people, uh, utilize your strengths while you have them, such as uh, you know circulation. Uh, 
That's going to be very important later on, all right? The one that, you know, in school, they should just tell us, hey, read everything you can get your hands on and work out every day, all right? Because that will help you. I didn't listen to the last one. Because uh, <laughs> you don't get a daddy belly whether you have a child or not. So get ready, dudes. Get ready to have really long balls, too. Uh, get ready to take your shit and have to hold your balls in your hand. Because if you don't, you're going to be teabagging in a way you didn't expect. Uh, <laughs> and ladies, you are not exempt, all right? You are not, because when you see those women with those big old breasts, oh, we love those big breasts. But later on, oh, my goodness, they are going to be hitting the top of their kneecaps, all right? There you go. I'm so sorry, ladies. But you know what? I personally, I love women that are really loose, all right? I mean, really blown out in this area right here. Oh, I jack off with like a wet sock. I love... I don't give a fuck if you don't like me. I'm going to do, this is my job. I'm going to do this shit tomorrow. <laughs> That's the difference between me and the rest of these comics you've seen. They want you to like them. I don't give a fuck, all right? <laughs> shit, I had a day job. I know what this shit is like. All right. <laughs> that is too funny. And John Alcabaz, where, where did he go? You, he went in the bathroom? Oh, he left. He was he was actually funny tonight, which was shocking. Uh, in the beginning, in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, that big Kelly guy, that big Kelly guy, that guy. Oh my goodness, that is like he is like a white computer, because uh, he was just pulling them jokes out, right? <laughs> yeah, I had sex with a cop, you know. <laughs> that shit was so cute. That was so cute that I didn't think people still did comedy like that. Uh, <laughs> but he's old, so whatever. Uh, and then for Nansen is always funny. You, I'm telling you, one day, dude, you're going to lead the white people uh, into something. I don't know what it's going to be, but you were, you were, all the white people are going to follow you with, the, especially, especially with that haircut right there. That's the fucking. That's close to like Zeke Howell, baby. All right? So you might want to grow it out a little bit more. All right? <laughs> so you don't scare minorities. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You have really big hands, too, for a really skinny dude. That is a good sign. That's why, uh, that's why women never tell your business. Uh, <laughs> when you have small hands, they're going to fuck with you on stage. Uh, <laughs> and Connor... That was usual, your usual lack of commitment up here. That was so fucking beautiful. That is so just empty inside. I really, that is so just wasted white privilege. Thank you. Uh, get it together. Get it together. You're a good looking dude. You could, you could have something, all right? You, you could have an Asian girl and just let it all go. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Hey, how do you guys hear about the show? How do you guys? Facebook? There you go. All right. You scared me for a minute. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. How did you guys meet, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, yeah. Yay. All right. That is fucking beautiful. You guys actually met and not online. That is good. I like meet women online because they are ready to fuck. Boy, they uh, 
They, uh, I have not lost online, I'm telling you. But I, but my standards are way fucking low, all right? I love any woman who says yes. Uh, I do. Oh, my God. Oh, my. You, you, that, that glare. Look, I've seen that before. Just before someone pulled out a rope. Uh, <laughs> you are scared. You are scared the shit out of me. I peed a little bit. Anyway. And I'm sorry I missed your set, Paul. I'm sorry I missed your set. Okay. No, no, no. I, you know I'm an addict, so I had to smoke. So I'm sorry I missed your set. And thank you guys for coming. You guys look so cute together. I don't know. How, how did you guys meet? Oh, hey, that is so beautiful. Tennessee Tinder works out for people who aren't black. Uh, it does. Trust me. I was on Tinder for a very short time, but I got tired of fucking being hit on by trannies and the shut-in. You know, like bitches that were for like 400 pounds that like say, come over and sponge, sponge base me, you know. And that was, they, but you know what I got to tell you, <laughs> the good part about that is those big girls can do like a really cool, like, you know, like lark drive-by dick sucking, like broom, broom, yeah. <laughs> Oh, but the smell. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm being honest. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, hey, uh, but you, you, oh, let me talk to you. Why should I? I don't. I'm. I don't want to do this. Uh, oh, oh, and then Chris. Chris Canatra was beautiful. Did you, Chris? You were lovely. I, but you, my friend, and I love you with all my heart. You were, you were lovely. I love you well, my heart. Uh, uh, and I didn't see you, Paul. And I'm sorry. I already said that. Hey, uh, here we go. Oh, hey, listen. One of the things I've noticed a trend in comedy is that people go to shows and they just shout shit out. Fuck you. They just, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? They like have feel like they can just say, "Hey, I don't like what you said. I don't give a fuck." All right. That is so sad. Wait, that, that you learn that. Wait till after the show and talk to the person. It's not going to change what they do. All right. I, I, oh, and but see, people feel like they can just say whatever, you know. Uh, oh, so sad. It's so sad. That has anybody ever gone to a play? You understand? <laughs> when you go to a play, you don't like. It. Hey, fuck that! Don't do that. You, it's a play, motherfucker. All right. And then, uh, uh, oh, and I feel so bad for, like, younger people. I do, uh, because you guys, man, all your experiences, all the things that you're seeing uh, is, like, sampling and covers and remix. You understand? So you don't know if you're stealing shit or not. All right? That's just so sad. You guys, oh, my God. Thank God books still exist. All right. Uh, oh, and, and, like, with apps, man, apps, all apps are the same fucking app. They are. Think about it. It's about, oh, oh you going to get this for me? <laughs> you know, you're going to bring me a pizza? Yeah, right? You're going to give me some food? You're going to give me, uh, bring some clothes to my house? See, it's all the same shit. So, mm, whatever. And uh, that's so sad that you guys can make money off of nothing. That is so, that is sad and wonderful at the same time. That's, and I do like that whole thing. Uh, you guys are really blessed to be in a situation where you can use uh, technology to help you move forward. Like back in the day, you know, when you were trying to be famous or do something, you had to fucking hit the ground running. You had to actually take like pictures and like actually talk to people, you know, like that stupid shit. Uh, but now like you came to the show cause you saw it on Facebook, you understand? All right, I hope you still feel like that was a good decision. All right, uh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah so like, I know a lot of, like, I love comedy. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, what, if you don't mind me asking, what comedy club? Oh. Brother, that's all right, as long as you worked at the punchline. Yeah. <laughs> punchline is bullshit. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, of course, of course. Uh, but but like you know, the punchline has this thing that says, "Oh, we're gonna make you famous as a comic," and they're not. All right. No, 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 no. You make you famous. All right. The punchline is just a conduit that you could. It could be like it could be any room. It could be this room right here. All right. That would be wonderful. I know it's making. I know it's going to make you famous with AA one day. Uh, <laughs> I love it. You had your PM. I love you so much in my heart. I do. Uh, but yeah, but, but uh, I don't want to get in that. I want to tell secrets right now. Uh, no, about uh, Punchline. I don't want to out them uh, because I've been around for a long time. Uh, all right. So let me just uh, say a, f- a couple of things and I need to get out of here. Uh, listen, I really love doing this. I didn't, I didn't used to. Uh, I went through a long period where I had to introduce people that I hated. Uh, <laughs> I do. And the one thing about you young people, you usually don't fucking listen, do you? Uh, <laughs> like, oh, you think you know more than me. Uh, but if you go to a bigger market, you'll find out, oh, wait a minute. Why is this guy who writes for Chelsea lately have an open mic? What the fuck? Uh, because this business is tough, all right? That's why, y'all. And so you should listen to the people who have experience in this, okay? Because some of them won't lie to you, all right? I know I won't. I want you all to win. I really do. But I know that maybe one of you will. Uh, cause the rest of you are going to quit. Sorry. I don't mean to be, I don't mean, I don't mean to be mean, but it's tough. It is tough. It is. It's like baseball, like baseball. You have a 1% chance of being a star in baseball. The same goes for this business too. All right. A lot of people like every week at the brainwash every week. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't want them to do that. We want the dreams to be crushed first. All right. We want them to really feel like shit before they give up and move back to the Midwest. Uh, But no, 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 no. It's really tough, y'all, so keep that in mind. Uh, Get ready to be there for the long haul, all right? Okay? All right? Like, you guys probably have really great jobs, uh, don't you? No. You guys have great jobs. You don't have jobs at all? But you look so clean. You look so... You, li- you guys still live at home with the parents? No, I just live under some kids' dorm. Ah. What do you, what do you? Oh. There you go. It's good. Yeah, it's good to have friends who have something. All right. That is beautiful. How long have you guys been buddies? Six days. Six days. Oh, shit. Look like you guys have been friends forever because you guys have the same look and shit, you know? That is beautiful. You part chameleon? Oh, okay. Oh, I got you. I got you. And I bet you really believe that. Uh, take your medication. All right? Take your meds. You know. So. <laughs> now, how long have you guys been together again? 
A year and a half? That's pretty good. Hooray. Yeah, give it up for them, because that's... Yeah. A year and a half is like 10 in San Francisco years. That is so, that is so good. Yeah, there you go. Do you find yourself having to protect people? Uh, I mean, have to protect your woman? You know, people come at your woman, brother. <laughs> you need to hook up with Connor Doherty with non-committal answers. Uh, <laughs> that was so beautiful. Man. <laughs> I'm going to leave you alone because you still scare me. All right. Uh, and, and you guys, how long have you guys been hanging out together? Oh. Oh, that is so sweet. I really, I bet, I bet, I, ho I hope it works out. And I bet when you guys finally do the do, the do there's going to be music playing and shit. Is it? Oh, like harp music and shit. Because you guys look like, wow, you look, you, you can make the master race. Anyway, <laughs> you do. You are, you are yummy for the melanin challenged. All right. Because <laughs> I tell you, my dream woman is an older white lady who's a hippie who takes a shower by a lake with a wet rock. That is my dream woman and she's got to be blown out baby i'm telling you all blown out just just so you can just go in and make a left you know <laughs> oh you guys don't know i just you guys don't know i mean i used to be a big hoe in the 90s so if your mama crazy any one of y'all could be my kids my son just turned 18. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I really love that guy because uh, he never speaks to me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he never, not anymore. He doesn't talk to me. He only talks to me when I got something for him. Uh, that's okay. That's all right. That's okay. One day, because we're really, we used to be, we used to be really, really tight. Uh, and then, uh, I don't know what happened, but that's okay. He's going, he's a teen. So, you know, they go through those changes. You, you were like that when you turned, uh, when you became a teen, then you just say, fuck you, mom. Didn't you just say that? I mean, you probably didn't actually say fuck you, mom, but in your head, you were like, fuck you and them pancakes, right? <laughs> I know, I bet, brother, I bet, I bet, I bet. Coming from you, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> all right. Hey, humans, I want to get out of here. Thank you. I hope I was funny. If I wasn't, I don't give a fuck. You know me. You know me. I do not give a fuck. But I had a great time. It's kind of nice to not have to introduce everybody, all right? You know what? And hey, and know this, I, I, I you know, I, I love all you guys. All right, I love all you guys. Some some more than others. Uh, <laughs> but I just want to let you know I love all you guys. Thank you, Pam, for this opportunity. All right. I hope you make it home safely. Uh, <laughs> I do. And take care of her, brother. You got her? Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Hey humans, be good to yourself. Bye bye. Francisco Comedy doing an amazing set for us. You didn't know we could do comedy for 30 minutes. You didn't know. Thank you guys for being here all night. 
uh, uh, if you want to eat food that has weed in it, we have that for you. If not, go home and have a good time. Thank you so much for being here. This was really great tonight. I feel like we had a really excellent show. Fuck the millennials. Clearly, the old people killed it. That's cool. These young kids, they don't care. They don't know what's happening. Uh, put your hands together for Sun Tzu in the back. Run of the ones and twos. Thank you so much. Always a super fun time. Uh, come back every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Good night. Yay! or in a difficult situation or even in everyday life, Mm -hmm. if you feel yourself going into one of these boxes, then what is the way out of each of these boxes? Well, it's interesting and it's not comfortable. Well, is it different per box? No. Oh. Okay. Well, what is it? You're in the box or you're out of the box. And what you want to do is you don't want to put yourself in, but you also don't want to put anybody else in. And that is to always be present and engaged. It's, it's really that simple. I'm sorry. I was distracted by somebody walking by outside. Just kidding. I'm distracted. I'm, I'm, I'm engaged and I forgot the other word you used. Uh, um, involved and engaged. Involved. Uh, yeah. So, okay. but if you think about it, it's just, you have to look for the triggers. We all have triggers and there's mm-hmm. no way to keep yourself out of the box. Mm-hmm. You always will put yourself out, but you've got to come out. So what they make a big deal is nothing gets done unless I'm so engaged. So I have to when you were in the, I'm sorry, don't interrupt you, but yeah. when you were, let's go back to our example of earlier today when you were late and you were, yes. you were angry and I was angry. Um, you were in the must be seen as, yes. so you wanted me to see you as being a hero to your client and fixing the problem that they created for themselves. Um, I, I want more than that. I want to be the hero to you. That was ah, it. Okay. That was it, right? And I was in the I deserve box. Yes. Which is, I'm a victim. He doesn't understand. He doesn't, he's not respecting me. Right. The old Rodney Dangerfield. I don't get no respect. Right. Um, yeah. So, so that's the box. The that hard in. part is to stay engaged. If they, 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 in the, in the class, they talk about turning your, turning your chairs. You have two chairs. You can sit there and face each other in the yep. chairs, or you can turn the chairs back to back. Right. You can't engage if you're both back to back. So what they say is in order to do, I have to stay there facing you. And if you choose to turn away from me, it doesn't give, I'm never going to gain. It is uncomfortable as it's going to be. I've got to sit there and engage. Yeah. So I have to take you, I, I have to say, okay, you know what? You're right. And if you do, and if you do that or it hurt me or you want to be mad at me today, well, and I, and and I, I let I, you down. I felt like I let you down. Yeah. You know, it was a kind of a big day. And so it was a big day. Yeah. And so it is a big day. And I it just, is not over. Um, yeah. Well, and I think that, um, I actually, in the chair analogy, yeah. uh, using today's example, I did turn my back on you. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And I when I when when we first when I first saw you and we met at the BART station, yeah. I didn't want to engage with you yet because I need, wanted to make sure our asses were on the train that was going to get us here on time. And yeah. before that, anything before I couldn't I couldn't engage with you. For me, I couldn't right. engage with you until that was done. Right. But looking back on it now, in yeah. the with the lens of these boxes, yes, I was also in the um, probably in the better than. Like, uh-huh. okay, he doesn't realize we don't have time to talk about this right now. We yeah. have to get on the train. I'm the only one that cares about us getting here on time. Right. Doesn't he understand that, yeah. <laughs> that you know, you know, somebody's gotta be an adult here and blah 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 blah. That's what was going through my head now from the box perspective. So, so I did turn my chair around. Yes. Uh, and actually walked away from you. Yes. Because and I was just at the end of my rope. I was about yeah. to freaking so throw and, things. And I knew that and it was uncomfortable. But if I had It was uncomfortable. If I had turned away, Right. What if would you had said, happened? fuck you, I'm not going to get on the train. Or, yeah. I'm I would have gotten on the train alone. And then I would have gotten even, I would have been even right. angrier. And nothing, and, and my goal would not have been accomplished anyway. Right. So, Nor mine. Yes. So, so that's the, the part. You do, you're asking about mm-hmm. what you do. You, you stay there. You stay focused. This, we're engaged. Customer, client. So you did that. Employee or employer. I say here. And if you get upset. And, and turn, turn my chair around, turn my which chair I did, around. metaphorically I speaking, uncomfortably. And you did for however long it takes for you to get help. Uh, you know, a good example for me to get help uh, for you to get. <laughs> You're going to be waiting a long time. Yes, <laughs> no, but for instance, uh, part of this is conflict re- resolution. If if you yes. add, let's say uh, something that came up in, they're talking about one of their, uh, you know, it was a family situation in business together. One of them had a. Uh, Drinking problem. Well, mm-hmm. you can't. You can't. You. I can't make you not drink. And so right. we're engaged. I have to wait for you to realize you've got to fix that. Right. And then come back to the chair. And I may be sitting there for a ton of time and never go. But if we both walk away, then we both lose. Tis true. So that's I like the I chair analogy. That really yeah. helps me. Yeah, you got to stay there. It's, so the way to get out of these boxes is to back. just. Be present and engage. Yes. Regardless of how uncomfortable and it is. Understand your triggers. You can't. Yeah, you are not responsible important. for anybody else. But right. I have to see my triggers, and then I have to stop and say, "Well, wait a minute. My reaction is what? Justification. I'm being right, and I'm. I'm. It's. 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 You know. It's. Uh, we used to call it making excuses, and I think that's a little oversimplistic. I agree. Because we. You know. So. So uh, it's interesting and. Uh, if you, ultimately what boils down to a sale, it's it, no matter what kind of sale you have, whether it's online or person to person, it's one, it's, it's a one-to-one relationship. Yes. It always um, boils down to one-to-one. Well, and I was actually, the, the second part of that, I remember this is two parts. So right. I was going to go through these and look at them from a business slash sales perspective. Yes. Since that's what our show is about. So when you're in the better than, uh-huh box um uh, well okay first of all the better than box is a big trap for people who are in management yes 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 and a lot of people go into management who have those characteristics yes and that is a recipe for disaster with your employees absolutely and it is a recipe for disaster with your customers and i know a lot of people actually I know a lot of people. Well, I, I've I've been with a lot of people or, or interacted with a lot of people who who have this mentality in business. Mm-hmm. Even though the the old adage, right, the customer is always right. Yes. I know a lot of people who don't believe that, and in yeah. fact are actively dismissive and look down on their customers. 
And that's always really uncomfortable for me. But those people are stuck in that better than box. And the reason why it's uncomfortable is because nobody likes anybody when they're in that box. No. If you're on the other side yeah. or you're even watching somebody treat somebody, a third person or a third party with that box driving, yeah. that's not fun. That's not fun at all. Um, and then the worst then is also it's like, you know, that's the, that's people who in business are always being victimized. So, um, I used to work with a woman and her nickname in our office, um, she was very successful as a sales rep, ironically, but this was the box she was stuck, stuck in. And we used to call her Eeyore because her whole thing about a deal every time was, it's not going to close. They're not going to buy. It's never going to happen. What she learned to do was to find the areas, the points of failure and short or the, where she thought it was going to fail and shore those up. And that made her really successful right? because she was willing to stick it out and go, okay, this is really awful. They're never going to buy from me. Okay. Why? Okay. Because of this, because budget, because decisions, whatever. She was engaged. She was engaged. She was engaged. But the whole time she would tell us it's never going to happen. Right. Don't get excited. This deal's not going to come through. Right. I'm like, really? I think this is going to happen because you're yeah. really good and you close all these deals. Um, the I deserve box is a terrible, and, and I think going back to the worse than, um, there's a lot of people, you know, so if the better than is bosses, stereotypical bosses, worse than is people who are employees who never imagine themselves being able to be in a supervisory or managerial position. Yes. And we've all met people like those in organizations where it's like, oh, I'm getting screwed again. You know, oh, management's, you know, I, I've never, I'm never considered for a promotion. I'm, you know, they always hire from without instead of looking at my me and I'm sitting right here doing such a great job and it's like well did you ever tell anybody you wanted a different job no you just wanted to notice just figure it out yeah so um the I deserve box uh is um is uh, similar I don't I don't see the I sometimes get stuck in the difference between those two worse than and I deserve I guess I deserve is uh, they should just promote me because yeah. I've been here for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I deserve it because I've just, because they haven't promoted me before. Uh -huh. um, so go ahead. Well, I, I, and see, what, the interesting point in all this is what's the goal? So it's like, uh, it's, it's the anatomy of peace. They talk about these goals. It goes into negotiations. No country really wants to go to war, but they justify the reason to go to war. It's a hugely expensive undertaking. It is. And even if you want to take over your next, your, your, the next country next to you, you really don't want to do it by going to war. You just want to, you want to yeah. inherit it. Right. right. So the way Russia did. Russia was just like, Hey, look, we'll just take, yeah, take that one. Okay. So, yeah. so. And yet we end up getting any conflicts. And that was the whole reason for them calling the anatomy of peace, because we all want to look for peace, but we all end up looking at it by saying, well, we've got to wage war. That's the justification. Mm -hmm. Because, and so if you think about it in all in, in, in all interactions, it's, it's, it's pretty commonplace. Yeah. And from a sales perspective, the I deserve box is when a sales rep is just like, I, I, I gave them all the information they asked for. I followed up with them all the time. I should, that should, that deal should just close. Right. I deserve it. I put in all the work. Yes. It's like, well, you missed some point. You're not listening to them. You're not engaged. Yeah. All right. And then the last one must be seen as, so that's people that feel like, um, but those they, are the sales they, rep that talk forever because they right. know everything. Right. 
Yeah. They got to be the expert. Which is and, a habit of mine. Bad habit of mine, too. Yes. And, but you're getting better. Because uh, I, I freely acknowledge it. You have to yeah. freely, you have to, you have to see what your triggers are. Right. Um, I, wh- which box do you think I'm most in when I go, when I go to a box? Well, and the other thing I should say about these is at any one day, hour, <laughs> week uh-huh. interaction, you can fly through all four boxes. Oh, yeah, you always do. Not always. Sometimes I'm stuck in one box, depending on yes. the situation and who I'm talking to and what it is, personal, per professional, whatever. Right. But you can fly through all four boxes in an, in, a, in an engagement with another person, whether it's business or personal. Mm-hmm. That's what I see. Like you can flip to, from one to another. But what would you say is my, the box that I'm most often in? Be honest. Well, the, and the box you're coming I'm engaging. Out- Yes, I think the box you're coming out of is it's it's never you know uh, what's the, what's the box? Your? Yeah, it's never gonna you know I'm never It'll gonna never or yeah my uh, yep never, I've been in that box for a while I've yes. been in box I've but been in that coming, box for you're a while coming out and I am I think. so that's where I I've seen you the last uh, and, and if you don't acknowledge that's the other thing you've got to see the box for yeah what it is. you can't get out of it if you don't recognize no. it. And, and, and it's overly simplistic to think that we're only one. Yes. We tend to be more of one or the other. Correct. But we're all of it. Right. Uh, so for me, sometimes what the, the two that, that I, that I, that go together for me, sorry, I was trying to find a fancier word for that than go together, but I couldn't articulate it, yeah. um, is the worse than. So it's never, it'll never work. Yeah. And the must be seen as, which yeah. is. And I don't want you to know that I'm failing. Yes. So it'll never work, but you need to you need to like me and want me and think I'm great anyway. Yes. And those are kind of messed up when they work together. Yes. Yeah. That's a nightmare. Yes. And you're 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 then you set yourself up for failure. Right. You know why did they pick my product? Why and I think they, that yeah. better than and I deserve also go together. Yes. Which is I am fabulous and I deserve this because I because yeah. of who I am. Yeah. Right? Not that I did any hard work, not that I engaged, not that I did any, whatever. Um, so, okay. And then, so, uh, so kind of to wrap up the conversation here, um, because Sean from Book House Square is here and we yes. got these coming in next, but just uh, to wrap guests. up the, the, so the, the other thing that I saw, and I'm going to post a copy of this little article from Agilitrix. I don't know. It's like a blog posting about this and talks about the boxes uh-huh. and he makes an interesting connection. And I think what I'd like to do is I'd like to have next month. So the fourth Tuesday of May, which I don't have my calendar right now. I'll look at it before we're done here. Um, I want to look at Brene Brown and I want to look at vulnerability and shame because this blog post, the reason why this blog post jumped out at me when I was looking at stuff online today is because he linked those four boxes with her um, research and work on shame. And shame is basically the feeling that people are unworthy of love and belonging. Right. And that fits into all four boxes. Yes. It is the, it is the, the, yes. the core of, of the, of why people wind up in those boxes. Because yeah. the they think they, they're I shame. I've studied more Brene Brown quotes than anyone. Because in, in this class, they quote her heavily. She's amazing. Heavily. So that's the number one. And number yeah. two, the only way to get out of those boxes uh-huh. is to be vulnerable. Yes. And we are taught that vulnerability is bad and awful and to avoid it at yes. all costs. Yes. So, I, that, so um, anyway, so I'd ourselves. like to talk about we that. We shame yeah. ourselves. So that's, it goes back to sitting in the chair mm-hmm. and looking at somebody else's back. I do this because 
you know, I care. I, I want you to succeed. I want you to be successful. And I, you know, so you just sit there and, mm-hmm. and take it. And it's, it's, a, it's uncomfortable. And you have to acknowledge what you're doing it for or not, or you'll make yourself uncomfortable. Right. So, so we will talk, I'm going to f- um, flip here. Uh, so, mm, mm, uh, so May 24th, Tuesday, May 24th, we'll talk about Brene Brown. Okay, good. I'm excited. That'll yeah, be good. Uh, it fits perfectly with uh, <gasps> the thing. Is she going to be in town? No. Oh. I got excited about something, but never mind. Why? I was looking at the wrong date. Never mind. Because <laughs> our one listener's birthday is May 25th, and our one listener also loves Brene Brown. My friend Liz, who was yes. sending me text messages earlier. Yes. Love her. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. So, the 24th, we'll talk about Brene Brown and her work on vulnerability and shame and how that applies to the enlightened entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah. And so next week is sales and marketing. We're going to focus right. on sales and marketing, which I'm super excited about. I'm also going to come in with a little bit of a report and recap from the 